0: Hello everybody, you're listening to The Big Chill Podcast. This is episode 19, Phoenix Rising. Hello Big Chillians. Welcome to the Big Chill podcast. Joined as always with Sam and Eddie. Sam, let's start with you. I've got a uh, little icebreaker for you. Would you rather be Batman or Wonder Woman? I feel like
1: Wonder Woman has more going. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be Wonder Woman. I feel like I feel like Wonder Woman has more supernatural traits going for her than Batman. As we've discussed previously, Batman fundamentally is just a rich guy with yeah, but, too much time on his hands. But that's <laughs> the bit you're leaving out, right? You're
2: you're also just a billionaire. You're a good looking billionaire. Like you could just oh, okay, you could just okay. screw the Batman aspect of it and just be Bruce <laughs> oh, Wayne.
1: So I oh. could just immediately retire and just live the billionaire lifestyle. Well, I don't think you have to retire. I don't think like he's not going to like hand in his papers
2: when he tries to gives up being Batman. But I think you could stop fighting crime. Yeah, you could just leave Gotham, move it's- to an island that you own, and just enjoy the rest
1: of your life. If and Batman 30... retired, would he tell everyone he's Batman? Would he say, like, I'm retiring, by the way, and the reason I'm announcing this is because I am <laughs> Batman? Well, no, because
2: then you'd have to assume people would come after him. Yeah.
0: And then 30 years down the line, people will be arguing, who's the worst Batman, Samuel Jones or George Clooney?
2: <laughs> Samuel Jones would have a Batman costume that
1: has the balls on it. <laughs> Instead of the nipples, <laughs> is that what you're yes. referencing? Yeah. The nipples. It it would be like nipple tassels and balls. <laughs> it would be really camped up. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm going. I'm going Wonder Woman. Although Wonder Woman feels like she'll have way more commitment. Sam, honestly, you don't have to explain yourself.
2: Your answer surprised no one. <laughs> we all knew you were going Wonder Woman.
0: <laughs> I mean, I, I I don't know why you'd want to be an active Batman because every Batman I see like what I take from it is that he's always getting the shit beat out of him. Like he always, he always looks miserable and in pain, but somehow he ends up winning. But at the end of the day, I don't know how he doesn't have in inter- constant internal <laughs> bleeding and broken ribs and like surgeries every other week.
2: So what's cool about being Wonder Woman?
0: I mean, she has pretty unlimited powers.
1: She can, but fly. stuck. Okay. Magic lasso as well or whatever it is. Yeah, that's the stupidest thing in the world. Yeah, but it's still pretty impressive. <laughs> on the
2: on the totem pole of stupid stuff in comic books, the magic lasso is right at the top.
1: Why is or the it so bottom? Stupid?
2: I don't know which one's more significant in a totem pole, but either the top or the bottom. <laughs> it's one of the That's a great question. I think the top is more significant, but who knows?
0: Yeah, because I think you make it to the top of the totem pole, right? Isn't that like the feet?
2: I mean, that's an expression, yeah, but <laughs> that's not necessarily coming from the people who made totem poles.
0: <laughs> oh, is there a company that makes totem poles? Yeah, I was like, gonna say like, Link- like-, like Lincoln logs.
2: <laughs> exactly, yes.
0: <laughs> All right, she has she's has tons of superpowers, you know, she's super strong. She um she can fly super fast.
1: Yeah. yeah. And I guess you could have just the invisible do- jet as well. You could just dominate
2: the Olympics.
0: Another kind of stupid thing. What's the point of an invisible jet?
1: What I don't get about the invisible jet, right, is if, if the invisible jet lands and then say another ship <laughs> wants to land, like, does it destroy the invisible jet? Like if someone lands on it because they couldn't see it? Or- well, first off,
0: the invisible jet is a plane. So I don't think a ship would land on it. I think another plane would land on
2: it. He Wait, means like, like a, a zeppelin. Oh, a
0: spaceship! <laughs> you're going, you're going right to the. on right... oh, well, a
2: universe where we have invisible ships and flying ladies. I think we can also have. Uh...
1: Actually, Eddie, why does she need the? Why does she need the jet if she can fly? What's the well, benefit? That's she... question
0: one. But more importantly if the jet is invisible, is she also visible? Or does it just look really weird as a person sitting in a seat <laughs> I've never
1: in the middle it. of nowhere <laughs> no, flying? No, it's a good point. Because what it's about like during point. long trips? It's not a good <laughs> like yeah, point. Trips.
2: The, the only reason, here's the only way, or, here's the only part where it's a good point, which is maybe it has windows. So like, I can understand that the metallic substances are somewhat somehow or the shapes, the angles somehow make it invisible, but, if you can see out of the windows, surely someone could see in the windows are the issue here. If it doesn't have windows and you can just fly it using like uh, radar or, or cameras or something, then I can understand that the entirety of the ship is the plane is invisible, but in that no, case, but... everything inside of it obviously is invisible by default because the outside is invisible. So it's not, it doesn't. Oh, become. Okay. See-through. That's what you think. It doesn't become see-through. Mm.
1: See, then I thought it was see-through, <laughs> but that's pointless.
0: What what but that's why I think it's strange?
2: But <laughs> it's not, it's invisible, it's not see-through. That would be see-through would be crazy because see-through would even mean that like if you accidentally just like left a bottle of coke before you hopped out of it, there would just
1: be a hovering <laughs> bottle of coke there.
0: <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs>
1: I like how the bottle of Coke would completely ground the scenario as well. That's what makes it real—is seeing something like an everyday product within it.
2: Now we've had just one mundane debate. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna throw you out the most mundane debate we've ever had on the podcast. So I've seen a number of other podcasts and even some like uh, websites that I read where they've been drafting random things constantly, like best uh, Italian food and they do a draft or like uh, best oh my letter god what is, the, is
1: this website
2: tell me eddie this is ben, like yeah. this is made for me <laughs> Best letter of the alphabet it i says wanted Frank to go, <laughs> as our warm up to this concept i wanted to give just spur of the moment doesn't require any research we each get 3 picks we're going to draft the numbers between 1 and 10 and i want you to try and give the reason behind your pick Sam, you can go first. Sam, Frank, and then me. You're gonna so basically, it's a th- you're gonna end up drafting three numbers. There's only gonna be one number left out between the three of us. Make your pick and say why your number is the best.
1: Wait, so we're picking the best number between one and ten. Wait, you do we to... have to do we have to do three rounds of this? Yes, <laughs> it shouldn't take long. <laughs> like, They're numbers. Each each is thrilling as the last. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on, um, number. all right i'll go seven why is it the best i'm gonna say week number because i associate seven with the seventh month which is july and i associate that with being like a really hot month it's got my birthday in yeah i was
2: gonna say the only reason you're saying this is because you were bored in july now no gonna the tell only you reason why. he's
0: saying it is because brad pitt was in the movie seven that's his real reasoning <laughs>
2: I'm going to tell you, seven's a terrible number because seven's that number when when you say to someone, pick a number between one and ten. Like the majority of people pick seven, so you've just picked the most basic number out there.
1: Why did? Why does that make it? Wait, wait, wait! I, I, no, wouldn't that make it a good number
0: because you because you're taking the number that most people are going to take.
2: Yeah, but they don't. You own that
0: number now. I usually they pick a number from one to ten. You
2: own them. Oh, we own these numbers. I didn't realize (laughs) that we actually get to own them. This is upgrade. Okay, so... All right, Frank, seven's off the board.
0: I'm going to go one. I mean, for obvious reasons, it's number one.
2: It's logical. All right, that's his... I'm going to go ten, just on the basis that it's the highest number. Oh,
0: it's one to ten? Yeah. I thought it was one to nine. No. I know it had
2: double digits. The
1: clue was in when When Eddie said one to ten. And I also said there would be one
2: not picked if we each chose three. That's true. So either we had to include zero, which would have been really throwing the. That's a good Ooh. number. Cat amongst Ooh. the pigeons. If I would have taken zero,
0: so I would have taken zero. I'm going ten,
2: highest number, only double digit number in the in the bunch.
1: Okay, I'm going five. Nice, happy medium between the two. It's parity. It's balance.
2: Sam's just picking prime numbers. This is his
1: strategy. <laughs> like-
0: I'm gonna go with four because it's the first non prime number. Okay. I
2: I said they set your mind down. The the logic is kind of. No, actually, I, I was already
0: thinking that I was thinking the primes, and then I was already thinking, well, it's the first non prime.
2: I'm gonna go nine, which for sporting reasons from in football, number nine, number I wore for much of my career. So I'll stick with that.
1: It's also the number of many a famous footballer.
2: Indeed, so seven. You didn't. You didn't throw that argument in for your number seven, but you've you've missed the boat on that one.
1: Mm. Yeah, got not many numbers left. It's becoming a bit. It's coming a bit crowded. Um, four. Franks
2: did Frank took four. <laughs> I
0: own you. <laughs>
2: You're did out you of the take game. Four? You just lost yes. your pick. First you just, non-prime number. You just oh, lost God. your pick. What an awful draft for Sam. That's <laughs> the, <laughs> I won that guy's number. <laughs> yeah, and with the second pick, we take Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> now,
0: so his his turn skips.
2: Oh yeah, you lost I'm, his pick.
0: I'm taking eight for sure. I think it's the coolest looking of the numbers.
2: Yeah, sexiest of the
1: numbers. Why? What, what? Why? Round Oh, it's the curves. Curves.
0: Okay. curves are in, Sam.
1: What about a three then?
0: Yeah, it's but you're like curves. cutting off the curves. That's like an amputated curve. Oh, <laughs> I don't dude. got time for that.
1: <laughs> oh, no. But turn them <laughs> turn them 90 degrees. What have you got? A couple of boobs. An, an M. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Your your mind is a little bit too logical. Okay. Mine. I'm having a bit of fun a, a with it. W. The <laughs> <laughs> Either
0: way, or it's a, just a letter.
1: It could be a An bum. E. Uh, Turn my go, 90
0: degrees. What do you got? Infinity symbol. I'm going to go six
2: for mine. Power number. Why? Just smack in the middle ish. <laughs> smack nice.
1: in the middle ish. And then it's not smack.
2: <laughs> nice, strong number. Six is a strong number.
0: Yeah, but do you I can, feel I find do you feel six like you're allowed to have do you feel like you're allowed to have six without also having nine? I have nine.
2: Oh, so right, I, you I do I, I pair them for sixty-nine. So sixty-nine.
0: I don't think you can have one of the numbers without the other. It definitely loses half of the power of that number. Well, I,
2: I've got them both, but I just think six is quite a motive to me. I think I think it's a powerful number. I don't Sammy you, you don't have another pick so Sammy just got left with two picks two
1: <laughs> that's it I'll, I'll I'll take any other number because no no so you, Eddie you Eddie had
0: six nine and ten yeah I,
1: I dominated this draft
0: I had one no I had one four and eight that's pretty good I'm pretty proud of that
2: no you got one that's the only thing you got going four and what eight do you mean? I have the infinity symbol. Walk.
1: no you don't you have an eight <laughs> it's if, you, if you turn it ninety degrees, what do you got, Sam?
2: <laughs> I dominated this draft, honestly.
1: You were, you, you were always going to dominate it because you were the one that brought it up. Whatever numbers you got at the end of this, you were going like, yeah, I I to like, I didn't like prepare and and research,
2: <laughs> but I was super. I'm super happy with that. I walk away from that feeling like that's an all time great draft.
1: Now, so has speak- it been has it been riveting to read up on these? I will actually say
2: we can get some feedback from our listeners as to how they felt listening to a draft of the numbers one to 10 when, but I have legitimately got into listening to people draft, I listened to people draft the alphabet and it was actually fascinating. Like they had to each pick five letters of the alphabet and give their reasons much as we kind of just did. And I thought, on paper, what am I doing with my life? But yep. But in reality, I was riveted for 25 minutes.
1: I would go for the high scrabble letters. There's... You might
2: want to save your strategy. Save your strategy, Sam. I would go for
0: the Wheel of Fortune. I would go for the Wheel of Fortune ones that they give you. The most common.
2: Because maybe we end up doing this. So you might want to save your your alphabet strategy here. But talking about drafting... Don't know if you saw from uh, this week's news that a new league is launching to offer high school and college basketball players in the United States the option of getting paid instead of going to college. So a league, I think it's called the Overtime League, the minimum salary will be $100,000. In addition to that, people will get some kind of equity in the league by playing. And they can also have outside sponsorship deals, and it will be available to players 16 and above. Now, the downside is that playing means that you would not be eligible to play high school or college basketball in the United States.
0: Yeah, but oh, I guess at 16, 17, you probably be like your for basketball. That would probably be your senior year. But I mean, what what would any person rather do play high school basketball or make a make a hundred thousand dollars playing basketball
2: yeah I mean I can't there's very little reason to not do it apart from the fact that if in any way uh, the NBA somehow kind of shunned people who went through that
1: yeah I was going to say that so you can still go through this over the time league to the NBA there's no you know how like the NFL has the draft based on the college football system like what you can do whatever you like even that in the NBA
2: even in the NFL you can do whatever you want it's just that you can't go into the in the NFL you can't go into the draft until you're 3 years removed from your high school graduating class in the NBA you can't go into the draft till you're 1 year removed from your high school graduating class so
0: like wait so even, are you saying they would be ineligible to play college forever? Yes. Because they had made money playing the sport
2: yeah they turn professional so yeah, maybe that's not forever, a good idea then
1: when you say forever do you mean like if they're 45 can they play well no but you couldn't you
2: <laughs> but technically you, you can do... if,
0: if if you've never done co- like yeah we're university we're collegiate still, sports we're we're all still eligible i'm not Every... but you two are <laughs> <laughs> wait how are you not eligible because i did five years of division one
1: track
2: Oh, okay. Through your... Okay, I see what you mean. I thought you meant through your professional
1: career. No, no, no. Oh, wow. So you have to... If you do that, you can't do anything else at, like, that level. You can't... Could you go go into a
2: different sport? Yeah,
1: could you go from track... Your
2: eligibility is is for all college sports
1: in one go? mm
2: -hmm.
1: I'm almost positive about that. That sounds kind of harsh, but I guess it's commitment, right? They pay money give you all that money or kind of suck if the, a year into it you were like mm. kind of prefer maybe i should just but go what, back in and dominate college sports
2: maybe this should be the story of this podcast well the, the, your re- word the, of of the day for that
0: it? is is you'd have to be able to dominate the sport <laughs>
2: <laughs> maybe maybe i should consider this maybe next year i uh you
1: can throw consider my, it all you want.
2: I throw my proverbial hat back into the ring and uh, see see where it takes me.
0: I mean, you see it a lot. So for when I was in track, we would see it a lot with uh, with the throws events. Because in the States, they didn't really have like hammer throw and javelin throw weren't as prevalent in high school. So you would get people from like Eastern European countries who have been throwing javelin for years and years or hammer. hammer throw and then they would come over when they were like 21 and be 21 year old freshmen who had probably thrown the hammer for 15 years more than any other person in the event and they would dominate all the time
1: so that could be you (laughs) you have to do some study with these like scholarships and things like that Mm -hmm. because i've seen all of these you know, all the classic like American high school programs where they have a choice between their coach saying, no, you've got to play and someone else being like, if you fail your studies, you're not going to be able to play in the first place kind of thing. So if someone does that, so say they go into this kind of, I don't know about legal limits of schooling in the US, by the way, but say if someone goes into this like overtime league, they become professional and essentially education stops as a 16 year old.
2: No, no, no. So you can still... Out, go, what? You're, you're not ineligible to go to high school, Sam. You're ineligible to play high school sports. You're so not like you ineligible st-
0: to go to university. You can still yeah, go you can, to university. You can
2: still, yeah, it's just you can't play sports. You've turned professional at that point. So education is still available to you. But the idea of playing amateur sports is no longer there for you.
1: Doesn't seem too bad, right? that it's so limited the options that it's so competitive i guess having another avenue is probably a good thing and 16 I think year olds minimum the, salary 100k there's probably a lot of people that that appeals
2: so to. i think yeah there'll be a lot of people who that tempts them the only thing you would say is if in any way doing this hurts your draft stock so you know if even if you're a superstar high school athlete, you're going to be a superstar college athlete. But because you're now going through this overtime league, uh, even if it's not about being sort of blacklisted, it's just that NBA teams feel like they you've not proven yourself against the kind of same caliber of player. Say you drop from being the number one overall pick to being the sixth overall pick. Like that loss of income is far greater than the $100,000 you will have made per year in the time that you played in that league the sort of three you know the three hundred thousand dollars you may have earned doing that so for really top level athletes it it doesn't make sense and that's probably going to be the undoing of the league is you're just going to end up with kind of like mediocre guys that no one really cares about and then how are you going to be paying them a hundred thousand dollars to watch a pretty good high school basketball player play
1: I assume it would just work the usual way in the U.S. Like you'd have franchises that bid for a team. and
2: I didn't read that much into it, to be honest. There, weren't, there wasn't a tremendous amount of detail in what I read. So it's being backed by a, a media company. So they do have investment. That is how they're going to be able to afford to pay people this amount of money. But I didn't look into exactly sort of where the league would be based or how it would work. That's one of the other challenges, right? Because... Whole different prospect to have high school teams or the equivalent of high school teams traveling from, say, like New York to L.A. to play a game. That's a huge amount of cost you're also throwing in.
1: I guess also those famous universities that have like a really good basketball institution wouldn't want something that could potentially deter people away from their own track, right? In their own town or, you know, near to them. I guess that would be something.
2: In other news, sad news coming out of the Pakistan Super League in cricket which has had to uh, postpone matches as a result of positive covid tests. Kind of sad for me because it's been filling my afternoons recently, but uh
0: is that sad <laughs> for you or is which, that a a sad indication of you?
2: <laughs> no, I mean actually there's a, quite a lot of like big players in the PSL, so it's you know background while i'm doing work 2020 cricket to me is is great background
1: it 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 feels like a lower echelon of the sport like i i know it and i know that there's actually some big names in it etc but it does raise the question is there anything you won't gamble on
2: <laughs> this isn't about gambling i would not gamble on this i will throw that out there anyone the only thing i will say is i think in the opening 15 matches the team chasing one every match i think this Thanks might be, be wrong, though. but it that the teams can defend. Um, but no, I, it's not a sport. I, it's not a league I would gamble on because there are too many unknowns there for me. But it is just it's a decent standard of cricket. I do think it's interesting to see which international players pitch up there. Like it's it's such a hodgepodge. Whereas the IPL, it's legitimately pulling in all of the superstars from around world cricket. The PSL is kind of that second or third tier of international players. And it's kind of interesting to see, you'll be randomly watching a game and then be like, oh, he's there. Like you got James Vince there, for example, the kind of forgotten Englishman, you know, who who's everywhere.
1: Yeah. I know what you mean. There's a lot of people in it where you're like, oh, okay, that's where they went. Joe Denley's there, for example. I mean, that's a good one. That's pretty
2: high end. Yeah, no, there's a few odd ones. AB Davilias is there? There's, there's, some, there's, some re, there's some relatively high profile names, but for sure, I'm not that I'm not already I'm not as familiar with uh, Pakistani cricketers as I am with Indian cricketers. So the the fact that you have seven Pakistani players on a team, the seventh player, I have no idea who he is. Whereas in the IPL for the most part, kind of know who the sixth or seventh player is so that's a big difference too
1: speaking of cricket formats actually um you've got that new one launching in uh, without a, a delayed launch uh in england and wales of the hundred have you seen that eddie frank um so there's a a, a new format essentially of cricket coming in Uh, And it's called the hundred and quite literally it's 100 deliveries, 100 balls per team. Um, They've heavily marketed as like a lot of parity between the men and women's game, but they are separate. And I think a game, an entire game is meant to be two and a half hours, but the idea is that they get rid of a lot of key tenets of cricket. So it doesn't have overs, for example, it's, but I was going to say,
0: isn't it, isn't it basically like T20? Just, what, three overs it's, less?
2: Yeah. You, right? well, it's not overs, tw- though. It's 20 balls. It, uh, it's true. 20 I think balls thi- less. Yeah. So three, it, a little
0: bit over three overs, yeah.
2: But where it is, I think, for standard cricket fans, I don't really get it. I don't feel like we need an alternative. I do understand the attraction in terms of marketing it to people. You'd be we amazed how many times... Cricket. The number of times I try and explain to people the principle of an over and they just can't wrap their heads around it, where it's like, oh, the one bowler bowls, six balls from this one end, and then they flip they flip directions to the other bowler bowls, six more balls, assuming obviously that all those six deliveries are legal, otherwise there's gonna be extra deliveries, but fundamentally this is just what they do. That bit is, I can kind of understand why it takes a little bit of navigating to to completely understand, but it would be simpler to simply say, each team's got a hundred balls. There's the countdown on the number of balls left.
0: Yeah. To think like, actually, of it, like, that brings up a great right. question. What is the point of the over?
1: Why do you have an over in test I, series? Partly. Well, I would say partly tactics, but partly fitness as well. Like you've got to remember that these people are bowling for potentially eight hours in a day in test cricket. Five days in a well, Not five days in a row. They'd be doing half that, but um so you're saying so it's, it's giving that. them like
0: a break like a minute break in between like a, a a cut from the play you're saying
1: but also what it does is it allows alternation which allows additional strat a layer of strategy because you could have one end that's favorable to spin bowling another end that maybe is slightly more downhill so it's favorable to pace bowling and it just means that there's a constant rotation that the batsman, the idea is that they would struggle to be settled because of it i don't actually know the origins of an over but I'm guessing in the modern day, A, it's retained because of tradition. But I, I imagine something down to fitness and tactics but, would be yeah, why the over okay. is
0: there. I was going to say, could you just say you stop every 10 balls, but then that would be like a 10 ball over. <laughs>
1: so I guess. Well, that's what, what
0: they're doing in the 100. And <laughs> the, that's they're, what they're doing in the 100. I mean, overs so used then, to be
2: eight, eight balls, I think, historically.
0: So if I they're pausing every 10 balls, then what's the
1: difference? <laughs> well, you can I think you can bowl a consecutive 10 deliveries in a hundred. Or if they wanted, I think you can just bowl like someone could bowl three and then someone like I don't actually know the specifics of that bit, but it brings in some more interesting so things like power plays and timeouts, which is new.
2: They can either bowl five consecutive balls or ten consecutive balls the captain decides and then each bowler can deliver a maximum of 20 balls in a game so that's very much like like it's a not. d20 cricket and you just have taken six and replaced it with five
0: and ten it's yes. made it more confusing
2: no it's not it's not a radical rethink it has to be said it does seem a little bit like um you will have taken cricket to like some really expensive marketing company and gone like, guys, we need to rebrand cricket. What can you come up with? And then you've got a bunch of, you kind of sit down in a boardroom and someone says, hey, we've got got ideas that are going to blow your mind. You know how overs are six balls? What if we made them five? (laughs) People, wait, wait, wait. Or 10. (laughs) You choose. And you you know how a T20 game is 120 balls and you count up? in overs, we're gonna make this a hundred balls and we're gonna count down in balls.
1: What if we do it that way?
2: And thank you, The please make sure this check clears before
1: we give you any more of our groundbreaking ideas. It it does seem a bit strange. I mean, one of the things that they're definitely going for with this is the parity between the men and women's game. So the idea is that the men's and women's game of that, so there's franchises, I think it may be eight, um, would happen immediately after the other. So the the idea is that you would pay for like a day ticket and you would get both games which they're meant to last two and a half hours. So you're getting a five hours of cricket and it's meant to be pretty cheap. Sometimes they'll do double headers where you, you're there for like ten hours. I'm I'm gonna go see it. There's some at Lords, um, the London Spirit, I think they're called. So
2: Yeah, that's that's the other thing we have to discuss. The names are terrible just terrible
1: yeah you got oval oval invincibles or something (laughs) like that
2: oval invincibles it might be the worst sports team name i've ever heard you have the the birmingham phoenix it's okay there's i don't know what the link at all maybe someone can explain it but between the concept of a phoenix and birmingham you have the london spirit as you mentioned the trent rockets terrible which which just I didn't sounds know Spen like Ben
1: Stokes is with the Trent Rockets.
2: It just sounds like it could just be like a porn name. Like Ben Stokes would be st- with the
1: Trent
0: Rockets. Yeah. Rockets Seven. are
2: racist, one or the other. <laughs> You've got the Southern Brave. This is That's... this, I think, is the worst name. The Northern Superchargers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I like how they're just a a, a wasteland, northern.
2: Yeah, northern, northern, and then, and then you have the Welsh fire, which at that least be, with a Y, at least, with a Y, no, but no. at least there's the dragon connection. So yeah, there's yeah. a representation there.
0: Wait, what is what? Start do the first two again. What's the first two? The oval first invincible. two
2: I said were the Oval Invincibles. Oh, we I forgot. Wait.
0: wait are they are they called like oval because they're playing in the oval i would yeah. assume so yeah yeah that's, <laughs> that's it exactly. they don't even get they don't even get like a region like northern or like a city like london they're just no, a no place uh, that place... you play
1: the ground on. no 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 oval is a place in london no, oh it but, is but the point I, a frank skull. still
2: I didn't... frank still makes a legitimate point that you have the oval invincibles but then you have the london spirit which London encompasses oval. So, yes. like, it's
1: it's a little bit weird. So, they play at Lords, the London spirit. So,
2: why aren't they the Lords
1: spirit? Because <laughs> yeah. that would be amazing. <laughs> well, that, that would be Lords Lord spirit. spirit, John's wood. In so, except St. St. John's no. wood spirit. Or no, you
2: could still <laughs> call it Lords. <laughs> but I Lords spirit would be a much better name. To them, I like that name. And then I actually forgot the Manchester originals is. Another. Originals?
0: The originals, <laughs>
2: <laughs> the London, the London replicas. <laughs> also, they. <laughs> the it phonies. looks like the logos. It looks like they maybe spent, I don't know. Fifteen minutes, on like uh, PowerPoint, like designing their logos. They oh, are what terrible. like using
1: using like word art and things like that.
2: Yeah, I mean the the Oval Invincibles is just an oval with Oval Invincibles London written and then a like art finger pointing up I suppose in the sense of like cricket like someone being dismissed but it kind of looks like uh, what's the charity that has like the hand on it people listening will be familiar but there's a charity that has a logo with a hand on it and it looks very similar to that Trent Rockets—it's just a Trent Rockets and then an R above it.
1: I, I'm guessing they play at Trent Bridge. I guess that would be the link.
2: Yeah, there's not Sam. There's there's not a lot of mystery in these names. <laughs> <laughs> you <haven't... laughs>
1: You're treating it as if there's like oh, oh northern. Okay, northern. isn't oh, I'm the guessing Welsh the
2: Northern one. play in the north. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, and I'll you know I'll take a stab and say the Welsh Fire might play in Cardiff.
1: Might be Glamorgan. Maybe. I'm 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 interested to watch it though I I just the format might fall flat it might just be a gimmick um but it's meant to launch in the summer summer cricket's always great it it sounds like tickets are going to be pretty cheap and it's close to me so I think I'll have a go the 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 people that signed up to it as well in the auction pretty good names like Owen Morgan I believe is um London spirit captain
2: yeah, it's good. They have an Irishman. That makes sense. They, yeah. um, the, uh, the uh, I'll watch it, and I'm sure it will be entertaining. I would have preferred that they just invested more heavily into the Vitality T20 Blast. Like, I think having a legitimate T20 competition, domestic T20 competition, would have been preferable to having. Now you have two competitions that are fundamentally competing with one another and one of them will have to win like either the hundred or the vitality t20 blast will have to become the short form i know they're terrible it's kind of having to deal with it. why names. do you
0: have to say the whole name you couldn't just say t20 yeah well
2: because if I, I i guess i can just say t20 blast but that doesn't that sounds just so yeah i had to throw the official sponsors into there but uh Hey, maybe we can get a maybe we can sponsor we can get a build the big chill t20 blast how would that sound now it's uh to wrap up the cricket coverage maybe we're saying that he joe root might need to get out his voodoo dolls and see what he can do to shake the duke a curse that has dropped upon him <laughs> because ever since Frank used the podcast to ask another double century, another double hundred for Joe Root, he's I think
1: yet to accumulate 50 runs in his
0: yeah. wow. double digits. But England
1: <laughs> are barely accumulating double centuries at the moment. That's true. So, Yeah. Frank. I'm actually thinking we just need to eliminate you from sport discussions at the moment.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was not a good effort on his part. Although again, there wasn't much effort all around. I mean it's nice to see Baristow get over five runs.
2: No, they don't they're not uh covering themselves in glory at the moment. That has to be said.
0: So, Eddie, getting back to your ranking lists you know we did numbers on bleacher report they did the top seven wide receivers heading into 2021 do you want to take a guess at who's in their top seven okay in is are they in I'll give you some clickbait. The number one may surprise you. (laughs) Like they're in
2: legitimate order. Like the number one is, they think, the number one receiver? Yes. Okay, so. um, Wait,
1: sorry, just a quick question. Do you mean the ones that are currently in the NFL right now or coming in the draft?
0: No, in the NFL right now. Like who are the top, like going into next year, like if you had to predict who the top seven wide receivers are going to be, who are they going to be?
2: Uh and number one will surprise me. Number one will
0: surprise me. Okay, I'll you. say I think so. I, it surprised me a so little. So
2: do you want me to try and guess them in order or just throw names out? Okay, Either I'll just one. throw names.
0: We'll see if you can guess one, and then I'll I can tell you if it's on the list.
2: Well, the fact that it surprises me. Um...
0: I mean, it's also for Sam, too. I mean, Sam should be able to throw out some receivers.
2: Because you said it will surprise me, I think that means I can throw out Tyreek Hill and DK Metcalf because I think... Tyreek Hill is number <laughs> Wait, one. Wait, really? So why, do you, <laughs> yeah. why did you think it would surprise me? Because
0: you think Tyreek Hill is the best wide receiver in I the mean, NFL?
2: I can understand the arguments for why he is, for sure.
0: So if you had to do a draft and I said, okay, now pick your number one receiver, you pick Tyreek Hill. He wouldn't even be my top three. I don't think.
2: It's tough. I mean, if I get to take him from when he was drafted and I get like locked in these years of production, these lack of injuries, then yeah, I take him probably number one because I just think his speed is just Mm. game changing. Now, you have to change the way you play. Like DK Metcalf is a lot more versatile. Like you can. Th- it has the same speed almost. Almost. You can throw DK Metcalf into any offense and he's going to be a useful weapon. Whereas I think Tyreek Hill, you would need other things to really maximize his potential so that he's not just some kind of occasional deep threat. But I can see the argument behind Tyreek Hill. So that was
0: in true clickbait fashion then. The answer really actually didn't surprise you. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs>
1: Mission accomplished. <laughs> yeah.
2: So he's um, two, DK Metcalf?
0: He's six. Wow. What about, which I also think is pretty crazy. What about Diggs? Diggs is three.
2: Uh, Sorry, Diggs is
0: four. Sorry, Diggs is four.
2: DeAndre Hopkins.
0: DeAndre Hopkins is number three.
2: Devontae Adams.
0: Devontae de Adams is number two. So we're missing. We so got one, two, three, four, and six. You're missing number five. One well, number five surprises. And seven, actually, too. They did the top seven. I don't know why. That makes it kind of random. Justin Close Jefferson.
1: Time.
0: Justin Jefferson is number seven. Good guess. That's a little bit of a stretch. He I will say he is above Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley. And Mike Julio. Evans. Uh, I think Julio slight Jones disrespect is. on Mike Julio Evans. Jones? Mm. Um, so you're missing number five. Calvary Didn't have Ridley? the greatest year this year. No, Ridley was honorable mention. At least I don't think he had a great year this year. They will just hurt a lot, I think.
2: Amari Cooper?
0: Nope. Might be a long oh, shot. Oh, oh I can give you a good like... hint. Oh. Their, their team has never had an MVP. Uh, AJ Brown. Nope. Definitely oh, is it with the Raiders? Nope. It was the team that we also couldn't get who didn't have an MVP. <laughs> the Saints. Yep. Oh, so
2: it's um, Michael Thomas. Yeah, Michael Thomas number five. See, I actually think Michael Thomas shouldn't be in there because this year was so catastrophic for him that he'd need to reprove himself until I put him back into the kind of top five wide receivers in the league.
1: I can agree with that. But wait, are they saying that this is the top five wide receivers, or are they saying that these are the ones you should look out for next season? No, these are the top five. or Top five. Right.
2: I'd be pretty disappointed if I read a list. It was like receivers you, sh- <laughs> receivers you should look out for next year. Number one, Tyreek
1: Hill. <laughs> wow. Breakout
0: break receivers. No, no,
1: no. <laughs> I wasn't saying look out for in terms of like, wow, one untapped talent. But like, you know, maybe maybe just a curious pick for just like saying, bad season. Just saying, everyone, we've,
2: we've done some research and we think Tyreek Hill could do some interesting things over the next couple of years. <laughs> one to keep an eye on.
0: The other bit of football news was Big Ben has signed on for at least one more year now. So we get to see skinny Ben, medium-sized Ben for one more year.
2: I'm happy. I think it would be a shame if we lose that kind of entire era of quarterbacks in rapid succession, kind of want them to phase out. Otherwise, I'm going to feel really old really quickly. So I need to ease my way into that next generation of quarterbacks getting a little bit older.
0: Well, who's left? So Peyton's gone. Eli's gone. Rivers is gone. You still got Brady. Brady and Ben. Big Ben. Big Ben.
2: Breeze. I'll chuck chuck Aaron Rodgers as being like the back end of that era. Okay. And say that he still, I still kind of see him as being, like they
0: were all rivals. I did see it. Speaking of Breeze, I saw a video of him apparently training harder than he's ever trained in his life. The only downside was he was pushing a sled with his spaghetti arm that can't throw a ball anymore. So no matter how good a shape he's in, it's not going to matter if he can't throw the ball over 15 yards.
2: Yeah, well, I guess it will help him to move his chair into position on Monday Night Football or
1: whatever he's doing next.
0: Because he's in a wheelchair, or because he's commentating? Because <laughs> <No,
1: laughs> he's commentating. Oh my god! It, went, no, it was I'm, a real downhill off season for him.
2: Yeah, I was. I'm. I'm threatening him. I'm going to go and break his legs. Probably.
1: Probably go ahead and edit that one out. <laughs> no, I'll leave that one in.
2: <laughs> Clearly meant in jest.
1: I saw that it, um, Ben took a pretty big pay cut, right? so i i sometimes like feel own, like like that you're on first name terms within there sam oh, oh sorry big ben okay i'll call him big ben <laughs> well if you so, go nickname it seems acceptable okay. but if i'm just like hey, hey
2: good Only, good playing okay. by tom there the other day at the super bowl tom had a really good game
1: <laughs> okay. sorry um, okay it, on, sorry on the on sorry, nfl
0: network charlie weiss does that with tom brady except he calls him tommy it is Ooh. so annoying, and I get that he knows him, and I understand that. But at some point, you need to say like, "Hey, we don't need to have you on a nickname basis with someone. Like, be somewhat fresh. And at least say Tom or Brady, not oh Tommy. Oh Tommy is good to go. Trust me, to- Tommy will be out there and he'll be practicing. It's like, it's like, like when Trump people lights. do that with
2: uh, it's like when people do that with Robert De Niro, right? Because that's like the end thing. Like when people know him and then they're calling him like Bobby." Yeah, and like that's the thing. So someone will be talking about Robert De Niro and be like, "Yeah, it was really great starring in the movie with Bobby." Like you learn a lot from Bobby, and it's like, who the fuck is Bobby? Like, who is who are you talking about?
0: Do you know a Bobby?
2: No, I don't think I've ever I known. Either. I don't think I've ever known anyone. I know a girl named Bobby. Ah, oh, damn. I know I a Rob
0: and I know a Roberts, but I've never met someone named Bobby. Well, who knows? I mean, I probably have. I just can't remember.
1: Cool story. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know a Bobby, Sam? Nah, not very, not very common over here. Is Robert common? Yes. Rob is the common name here. Bob. No one goes by Bobby. In UK, no. that's Bob. A, lo- a lot not would posh be Bob. enough, but but not Bobby. Yeah, you Bob be is Bob. such
2: an old man name though. Bob it's hard so to be a 12-year-old. Old, y- it's hard <laughs> to be a 12-year-old Bob.
1: Yeah, you would never see a child anymore and call it Bob. Yeah. <laughs> like it's there's I other see, names as well, like if Alan.
2: you're if you're under 60 going by Bob, you gotta rethink your life. So how do you transition
0: well, into that then? How do you have a name Robert? And let's say you go by Rob for your childhood. Where is that transition where you say, nah, start calling me Bob now, not
2: Rob? I don't know. It's good. I mean, look, I think Eddie is kind of like a young person's nickname, like shortening of the name. I, I'll i never be able to transition. Like, I'm going to have to be an 85-year-old Eddie. No, but,
0: we're, we're going to set a date. And then from that date on, we just call you Ed.
2: <laughs> no, I hate Ed. I, really I know you do. That's yeah, why it's yeah. going to
1: happen. But that's why it's happening. I'll just you have to flip back
2: to <laughs> Edward is fine. I like Edward, so it just not has to be long. Edward. But
1: it feels like you're getting told Edward. off. If someone says Edward, I feel like they're telling you off.
2: But, I mean, I go by Edward in professional environments. I always introduce myself as Edward. So it wouldn't be weird for me.
0: Now, would is, would there be a time where you transition into a middle name? We're like just start calling me Ian.
2: No, because Ian is a real <laughs> old man's name.
0: So when you turn sixty five, do you say, "Hey guys, I go by Ian now"?
2: Yeah, or maybe I double it up. I go by Ian Frederick. I go, I double barrel my my uh, first name, which is the only Bobby I've ever known. She was Bobby Joe. That was her name.
0: Uh, J O or J O E? Just J O, I think.
2: Uh Firmino at Liverpool he, he goes by Bobby doesn't he? or at least Liverpool fans always call him Bobby Firmino yeah it is
1: sounds Liverpool like still in the Premier
2: League? Again. <laughs> yeah yeah now they're adapting <laughs> to life in League One <laughs> now it's true I think if one of those names it must just be phased phasing out like really quickly that you just are not going to meet another Bob same way we've discussed this before right I mean who's going to go by Dick? Oh, I, I I buy dick every weekend.
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's gone. We'd lost. Him. <laughs> oh, what a good joke! Yeah, it's okay. Oh, glad you glad you entertained yourself that much. <laughs> it's, it's, it's fine. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed that.
2: I mean, the interesting thing is you chose not to target Sam with that joke, which could have done... No, I applaud the, that. Thank you. And instead just went purely after yourself.
1: It's always nice to avoid some light homophobia, isn't it? So. Like they always say that Adolf is the name that's gone, but there's that guy in Namibia that's called Adolf Hitler. <laughs> Where he has the full name? It's like Adolf Hitler something. Like he's got a surname, Um, but his name is Adolf Hitler. Spelt as it is, uh, he's like a Namibian politician, like a local politician. Um, Namibia used to be, was colonized by the Germans. So obviously they still have a legacy, I guess, of some German sounds and German names, but Adolf Hitler's a strange one to uh maintain in this <laughs> day and age. There shouldn't be any adolfs I think that should be a name completely eliminated. I wonder what platform he ran off of. Really? <laughs> I, think I think you could you you would call someone so you you're saying that you could get away with calling someone Adolf that would have no connotations with because fundamentally you call someone Adolf you're giving them a ticket to just constant bullying and abuse, in my opinion. Or world domination, one or the other. Oh, I mean it could be glorious, right?
2: <laughs> Genocide, everything. At least glorious fantastic. for a while, right? It it kind of it,
1: it petered out, but there were good there were some glory years. A couple of years right at the start. But that would really nail in the coffin a scenario if there was another Adolf that did what the first Adolf did. Would would you rather be
2: called Adolf or Genghis?
1: Genghis. Genghis is cool. Genghis Jones. I think Genghis Genghis is a cool name. Uh,
2: I mean, it would spice up your dull name. That's true. Yeah.
1: Genghis Jones.
2: Genghis Jones is actually kind of a nice name. If you ever Level decide to flip, if you just yeah, <laughs> if you ever decide to flip and have children, Sam, then uh, Genghis should be your go-to f- name of your firstborn, even if it's a girl.
0: You said it sounds like an like an indie bassist. Yeah. Genghis Jones playing for the Arctic Monkeys.
2: <laughs> Shorten it to just Genji. Genji. That's a good name as well. Guy from Game. Shorten of it range, to right? Gang. Gang Jones. G. Just shortened it to G, yeah. (laughs) G.J. G.J.
1: G.J.
0: (laughs) G.J. Oh, this is is what you listen to the podcast
2: for. (laughs) Well, we probably have some listeners out there who are about to have children, and they can consider Genghis, and then let us know that they've named their child Genghis and that they were inspired by the podcast. I've already made a commitment that one of my... Children's
1: names will be Huckleberry. (laughs) I mean, that's that's very extra. Why? Why Huckle? I
2: don't know. I disliked it my whole life. Just always wanted to do it. So you want to push it onto your kid? The the only downside, the reason why I'm not going to do it is because the hipster movement has killed the idea of having like
1: only reason.
2: Yeah, basically (laughs) because now I think the assumption would be that I was trying to be. like intentionally give my child a weird name but that wasn't the motivation it's but you are
0: like, giving your child a weird but name But you are, so are intentionally
2: name. doing it <laughs> but only because I liked the name Huckleberry as a kid w- like, would you be okay with Huck? yeah name. Huck's good that's that's the go to, you want to be able to shorten it to Huck but I don't want to just call it Huck Huck Hewitt. You, <laughs> yeah, strong so, name sounds like a horse <laughs>
0: Yeah. yeah. Genghis Jones would be a pretty good horse name.
2: Not bad. That, that would work.
1: Oh.
2: Huckleberry Jones, pretty good name too. Huck Jones.
0: But Huck Jones isn't. I think Huck have, Jones Jones is okay. You'd have to stay with Jones Huckleberry.
2: Cool. Now, Sam, you did do a little bit of crowing in our uh, group chat the other day after the Suns beat the Lakers and uh, continued their <laughs> unexpected march towards potential.
0: Currently first place in the Pacific.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's not not a total, total shocker, but uh, their odds, which were 22 to one at the beginning of the year, I'll do the little update. They're down to five to one. To wow. Win, to That's value. <laughs> yeah
1: that's so, amazing now
2: the sam split. here's a
0: question i'm going up to phoenix this weekend do you want me to attend a game or not
2: no don't say <laughs> no you know actually we're going to be able to plot this just the fact that you are going to phoenix the drop off in the sun season can we short them can we do a uh, wall street bets style
1: move here and think, just why do you remain? do this why do you... <laughs> what, why, why do, do I you, travel? <laughs> no, just why do you bring up something that could potentially lead to a problem? <laughs> if you're going to Phoenix, buy me some merch. Well, I could buy that online just as easily. <laughs> this isn't no, the 1970s. I, I don't experience. need to go to the stadium. <laughs> no, I want the, I want the authentic experience. I want to see you buy it and then post it. And I'm going to feel really treasured that that has actually come from Phoenix rather than some warehouse in Delaware or something like that.
0: You're okay with that, but you're not okay with the fact that two days before it came from a warehouse in Delaware and got to the Phoenix Sun stadium. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. It's my, it's my beginning and end point that I care about. But yeah, no, um, I mean, look, Squid knows nothing about basketball. Is this am I kind of onto something or is there still too much of the season for this to be a thing? I don't think they're going to win the division,
2: but they are legitimately good. So they could have a like a mini playoff run. I still think the killer for them is that the the two best teams in the west are in their division and I mean the Lakers are the best team in the league if they're all fit and healthy. So the chances of them like even making it to the NBA Finals are pretty slim. But you never know, because you could get into a moment where all it takes is one or two more injuries from either the Clippers or the Lakers for them to kind of switch into the mode where they just shut it down for the regular season and they don't care about their seeding going into the playoffs. So it's not impossible that they they win the division i don't think that they're suddenly going to win the nba finals but they they're a good team i've watched quite a few of their games they're they're
1: fun to watch so we need to market this if the squid if the squid pulls this one off i think specifically it will be marketable
2: uh, look if you pull this if your prediction of a 22 to 1 winner of an nba division which is a pretty big outsider by nba division sort of bets go comes off. You'll deserve credit,
1: unlike Frank picking the field in the
2: Grand National. <laughs> You're
1: never gonna let that one down. No. And even better than this recorded. It's just a shame because of Frank's predictions that Tiger Roll will pass away in a cross country chase because it will it'll jump yeah. midair with Eddie and <laughs> <you'll>... <laughs> Oh, it would never be able
2: to beat me. Never. I'd I'll drag Gordon Elliott's corpse around and Still win. What, you just reverse
1: it? Set a horse on Gordon Elliot? I was going to say, I'm, do you think every
0: horse right now is thinking that? Like, just wait until Gordon Elliot dies. We'll get him back.
1: I'm going to say no.
2: Yeah, I'm doing <laughs> it. <Just literally.
1: laughs> if, so you don't
0: think are. horses are vindictive?
2: <laughs> um, I don't think they have that ability to communicate with each other and to <laughs> think about stuff. But uh, if they do, then wow, this world is even more amazing than I thought.
0: If if horses could, do you think they would do that? Or do you think they'd play the high
1: road? You're asking me if the morality of a horse, if <laughs> it had the concept of morality to think about is... Sam, f- Sam, 45 minutes
0: ago, I asked you to pick, or Eddie asked you to pick your favorite number from one to 10. I don't think this is that far out of that Yeah, range. but that's,
1: <laughs> there's no, ch- there's no like charging that I don't feel any sort of like connection with that asking me about like the morality of horses mm. I think horses would take the high road or the high what fence. animal
0: do you think would not take the high road
2: squids <laughs> slimy little creatures they would never let it go <laughs> cats Cats would be the worst. I mean, I hate cats. Cats would be the
1: worst. Just out of interest, why do you hate cats? I I do not see them, by the way. Clean sweep on the podcast, but. Well, when I say I hate them, I don't hate them. I don't
2: understand the interest in owning one as a pet because they seem to be entirely so. I know cat owners will be like, no, no, my cat loves me and he's so affectionate. But like fundamentally, your cat just wants things from you. And when he's getting things from you, that's it. And yeah. Whereas a dog establishes like a real emotional connection with you where even if he stopped getting or she stopped getting things from you, they would still remain with you. Whereas a cat, if the food stopped coming, if the house no longer had a roof on it, the cat would be gone. Like it wouldn't care about you at all. There's a reason why you don't see homeless people with cats.
1: You know what? That's a really good point. I have never seen a homeless person with a cat. I have once, but the cat was on a leash. Yeah, it's shame. Right oh no, you here. see that? You see that more and more now. It's it's annoyingly like I think it's trendy, and that's why people do it, and it annoys oh, me. Oh, fucking wait, homeless wait, wait, people wait. with their trends. <laughs> no, I mean <laughs> it's a homeless person trend.
2: They're reading. Vag, it's uh, the Vagabond <laughs> Weekly that they read. <laughs> <laughs> and they uh, got those fucking trends in the homeless community. When will they stop? Crazy. Hipster homeless. So
0: time Homeless just have their cats on leashes and calling their sons Huckleberry.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, like for sure, homeless people not to slander homeless people, but they do know that if they have an animal, they're more likely to get money, right? Like, but I know dog, people who, mean? or any, any animal, I know people who are far more likely to give money if they see an animal because they I mean, this is what's wrong with mankind. It's well, humankind, in some ways, right? But we have more sympathy for the animal than for the homeless person living on the streets. It's like, oh, poor dog. It's like, oh no, not poor person who's just covered in dirt and hasn't eaten in days, and like is just riddled with disease. That person don't care about them. Man, we but are. That, we are just taking it. to that Labrador looks <laughs> like it's having a rough time
0: living on the streets.
2: Jeez. No, know, I mean f- that in a, I mean that in a good way. I think it's really crazy when someone says, "Eddie, you I just said they're infested with diseases." <laughs> no, not all of them. I'm not trying to. I'm not. I'm just just saying serial
1: carrying. <laughs> but no, Cat you, you see walking. what I mean, though.
2: You to to be more to have more sympathy for the animal over the the human.
1: To me, is is kind of crazy. Do you have a? Do you ever worry that homeless people? But the, do you ever worry that homeless people? It's kind of a lie that they're not homeless, and this is just a ploy to get money. Oh God, conspiracy! Damn, <laughs> <His making> is making his he's reemerging here.
2: No it's <laughs> fake homeless people with their trends, huh? Wow. Do you think it's tied into the chicken wars? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. It's a marketing scam. <laughs> Chick-fil-A is paying people to go and pretend to be homeless
1: outside of Popeye's. There's been lots of like undercover documentaries and things like that into, um, especially in like the UK, uh, where they go to like different cities like London, Manchester, Birmingham, Glasgow, all those. And th- they're told that a lot of it is they're not homeless. They get too much money in the day to, and they, they have a completely fine life and they're in a house, like a shared house, And they just go out and Let's let's tone down the too much money. (laughs) Well, no, like some of them were on like... uh, Some of them were getting like a couple of hundred a day. They're not just raking it in. It's not like, you know what? I I did have an offer to go into the NBA, but I am making too much money (laughs) begging. There is that Homer Simpson episode where he does that, right? He gets all the money by pretending to be homeless. Oh, yeah, and if it's in The Simpsons, it's true. Exactly. Now, look,
2: there are, I'm sure there are professional um, beggars. And that's the distinction, right, between a beggar and a homeless person. Very different. But no, I'm never concerned when I look at a seemingly homeless person thinking,
1: is this person pretending? That's weird, because you're usually a skeptical person you know like tiger woods straight to the alcohol <laughs> like and drugs you know with the super um, cynical with the car crash yeah he's super cynical, well, I'm not cynical about homeless, homeless people, people. Though. i
2: have a lot of sympathy for homeless people that's where really? my cynicism goes out, but, yeah see, yeah, really? yeah i don't i'm not
0: seeing you behind you on those couches
2: that's <laughs> that's because i've i've bought them all apartments
1: <laughs> is that no, because I'll, you have too always, much money i'll always
2: yeah i'll always give i'll always try and give money if i can or like buy them buy them a sandwich or a drink well
0: that's yeah i i I do that often too and that that's what surprises me is a lot of times so arizona is a a decent amount of homeless people because of the weather so like i'll go into a for context, you mean store.
2: you mean they go to Arizona because the weather's good, not <laughs> that the weather is making them homeless. <laughs> yeah,
0: a little bit of both. The weather's making them insane. Um, but also, so,
1: doesn't, when you say decent amount, like decent implies like this is like a good amount. Satisfying so, number. Like, yeah. There's like yeah. a satisfying number of homeless people. Is that what you're saying? Exactly what I'm saying. But I'll
0: walk into, you know, like a convenience store and a homeless person will say, you know, do do you have any money? It's like, well, no, I don't, honestly, because I very rarely carry cash anymore. But do you want something? Do you want a drink? And they're like, no, I'm okay. It's like, okay, well, if you don't want like a drink or food, then I don't know. You know, like, sorry, I can't help you there.
1: Do
2: Do Do you offer to Venmo them some money?
0: No, that's a good idea. I should ask that next time. Do you?
2: No, I carry cash.
0: <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> you carry more than cash in that wallet. You carry your bank statement from 1994
2: in there. I've, I've always got at least a few coins, so.
1: You get that now, though. You get where they've got like a, where you tap your card. Oh, conspiracy some, um, them. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm saying that's, a, that's clever because the amount of times where people have said like, Have you got any change? And you say no. And they're like, well, I do have this device. And you can tap it. and it gives." I'm sorry. See,
2: that that would be where, that's where I would cross Like if someone is homeless, but they're invested in having a, a contactless payment system for me to give them money, that's the moment where I'm saying this level of commitment and ingenuity should be invested elsewhere. That's, I'm off on that point i I want to feel as if I know why you're here, like this is you've tried, but you've failed and and life has kicked you in the balls and and here you are and let me try and do my bit to help you out. But if you were just trying to like turn it into a sort of weird startup no i'd 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 be out.
0: What's the feeling on uh pursuit of happiness?
2: The the movie like what's my feeling yeah. on the movie? Uh, pretty decent movie. Will Smith as a homeless person. Yeah, faker, right? Will Smith isn't really homeless.
0: He's in an acting, real life, or are you attack. saying in the movie? What are we saying
2: here? Either.
0: What no, do you uh, think the Pursuit of Happiness got on Rotten Tomatoes? Ooh, seven point four. Well, it's from one to a hundred, so. Uh, so
1: I was I'm gonna thinking, say I'm, that, I'm thinking it? IMDB. I'm thinking <laughs> IMDB. Okay, so
2: 74. I'm gonna
1: go 58.
0: It got a 67 on Rotten Tomatoes. 87 audience score. The audience loves
2: it. I was thinking audience score in fairness, but yeah. It's pretty good. It's one of Will Smith's best movies. I don't think I think Will Smith has an overrated career. But uh, oh,
0: we did Tom Hanks last week, and now we're gonna yeah, tackle no. Will Smith this week. Yeah. Okay. All right. Wait, we can do this pretty easily via Rotten Tomatoes. What do you think are his highest rated movies in Rotten Tomatoes?
1: Wild, uh, Wild, Wild, Wild West. I, <laughs> <laughs> I am,
2: I am legend. It should be. I would say it might be number one.
1: Men in Black, the first one.
0: I am legend is. Doesn't crack his top... Insane. 15, it looks Insane. like. Insane. Insane. 68% on Rotten Tomatoes.
2: I that's think Just better f- than
0: Pursuit of Happiness.
2: That's not far off being right, but it should be one of his best movies.
0: Oh, wait. Independence oh, I, Day. Some of these are as a producer, though. So his best move, Independence Day? No, that probably got rated terrible on Rotten Tomatoes. Great movie, my f- you're right. My
2: um, my favorite Will Smith movie is Enemy of the State. That is my Will Smith movie. Enemy then. of the Go State ahead. got a 76.
1: <laughs> Enemy of, of the State. Did you
0: just
2: say?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Enemy of the
0: State. <laughs> that is his second highest movie.
2: Wow, then Men in Black is his highest rated movie. Nonsense. That's a popularity concert, contest. That's not 92. Like... Whoa, no, 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 no. That's making... but it was a good film. It was fine. It was a blockbuster movie. It doesn't deserve like critical, you know, praise. Yeah.
1: What was his audience score? Or was that? His audience score 79.
2: Like, Oh, if you see
1: red flag,
2: red flag when a really successful blockbuster has a higher critics score than it has audience score. That's all wrong. What about bad boys? I don't know. What do you, how do you feel about bad boys? Yeah,
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm a big fan of bad boys, but what about the Will Smith film as well?
0: Bad Boys is a 42% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's about right. What about Bad Boys 2?
2: Half it. 20, the life, 23%. Off again. <laughs> okay, so, so you
1: are literally
0: yeah. almost there. I like Bad Boys 2. That is a movie I watch. I it's think just it's so of those... outrageously dumb that you yeah. kind of just get caught watching I mean, it. It's Michael Bay, right?
1: Isn't it Christ I think like it's Michael one of those ones I where think... you remember it more fondly than no. I think actually,
2: Frank, what you just said, I think could be like the blurb on the DVD. <sighs> that is a movie I watch.
1: <laughs> it was like my review of the globes last time. <laughs> like <that is> Frank
2: <laughs> Frank Duca, the Bill the Big Chill podcast.
0: It's your classic Michael Bay. Lots of explosions, gun gunshots, car chases.
1: I mean, Michael Bay very underrated. I mean, Battleship was one of my favorite films of all the time.
0: Wait, I I can't get the read on you. If this is a serious statement or
1: not, <laughs> I think Rihanna's burst onto the scene. <laughs> or what about Brooklyn Decker? performance? Who?
2: <laughs> A titular, titular performance. She played Battleship. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's that's how good she was. She may as well have been she was the, the piece. She was the ship.
2: Wow. Actually, you know what? On that basis, she deserved an Oscar. If she was yeah. the entire boat, that's actually pretty <laughs> impressive.
1: She was. Yeah. Somehow, wasn't it? Was impressive. Yeah,
2: Michael
0: Bay as a director only has one movie above sixty.
1: Is Armageddon?
0: It is not Armageddon. It
1: It should be.
2: Did
0: he Armageddon got a thirty-eight on Rotten Tomatoes? That's undeserved. Did he direct that is very undeserved? Uh, I don't think so. The number one he has is a sixty-six, and that's for The Rock.
2: Oh, that seems fair. The I Rock think the a...
0: might be a little higher. It should crack the seventies.
2: Mm, no. Again,
0: that is a movie I will watch. <laughs>
1: wow, <laughs>
2: the Duke of <laughs> that bland on. seal of approval. I watch it. <laughs> it's a shame that Sean Sean Connery isn't alive so that he could just die again shortly after this podcast. <laughs>
1: oh.
0: Speaking of the rock, here's a random question I have for you. In the rock, when they get exposed to one of the chemicals, they have to inject something into their heart. And he goes, you want me to inject this into my fucking heart? Are you crazy? Do you think you could do that? No. If it was a life or death situation, you still don't think you could inject into your heart? No, i just let myself
2: die i would i would inject myself i would need to my first question would be like why does it have to be into my heart and why can not i just put it into my bloodstream some other way that would be question number one but uh no i don't think i could stab myself in the heart
1: does it have to be as graphic like pulp fiction style or could you just slowly do it i think slow would be even worse but I don't think I could
2: do any of that. Like 127 hours, couldn't couldn't cut my arm off. Why the dying. movie
0: myth of injecting medication into the heart is absolute garbage. <laughs> something oh, yeah. that comes up on Google.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's ridiculous. Up until this point, I'd, I thought it was just the way everything was done. I was expecting my uh, COVID vaccine to just be injected directly into my heart.
0: <laughs> oh, that's a
1: good story I've got.
0: So... I'm coming out of my lab and there's, so we have um, our freezers outside of our, our laboratory. So we have three minus 80 freezers. So there's this quite older gentleman, let's say close to 80 walking down our hallway, which I don't even know why he's in the hallway because there's no one on campus. We're completely remote. So I don't know why this guy's just randomly walking through the hallway. I see him kind of like really up close looking at the, our freezers. (laughs) And he sees me and he turns around and he goes, oh, hey, I got a question for you. Is this where the Pfizer vaccines are kept? (laughs) (laughs) And I said, what? And he said, you know, like all the the COVID vaccines, is is this where they're kept? And I was like, "In, in this literal minus 80 here? No, no, not at all. And he's like, really? Because it says minus 80 on here. And I know that the Pfizer vaccines on campus are kept in a minus 80 freezer. Like he was smart, trying to call my smart bluff.
1: guy. Yeah, smart yeah.
0: guy. And I was like, well, the thing is pretty much everything in science is stored in a minus 80 freezer. So every lab in this entire university probably has their own minus 80 freezers. And he's like, really? He was. He still did not believe me, like looking at me. And I was like, yeah, no, 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 it's, it's 100% true. I was like, oh, okay, thanks. And I start walking away and I see him walk back towards the freezers and he like goes to kind of grab on the handle, but it's, I know it's locked. So I didn't really bother But I just like waited 20 seconds and walked back and I was like, is everything okay? He's like, yeah, no, I'm just, just thinking, just, just thinking. I was like, okay, well, there is no COVID vaccine in there. So don't worry about it. It's okay. He's like, okay. All right. And I just stood there until he left.
2: I mean, it's good that Joe Biden's taking a really hands-on approach to distributing the vaccine, though.
0: (laughs) So Big Ben's coming back for another year, huh?
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's been a quiet week in sports, it has to be said.
1: Yeah. What are you looking forward to this weekend, then? Uh, What have we got? So... Manchester Derby is a good one in the Premier League. First be second. Um,
0: oh, wait, what was Sam's thinking? prediction?
1: Uh, Man City to win to nil is 13 she, to 8. Right. Well, Man City to win to nil um, is 13 to 8. And I think that's a really good bet. The teams won 21 straight. Man, Man U are three games consecutive nil-nil. There, I feel maybe I just
0: think this because it's in my head. But I feel like there's no team who goes nil nil more than Manchester United
1: this season. It it does feel like that. I, I think also in like the past,
0: I would say even like the past like
1: five years, they've gone nil nil six times this season. What's interesting about that, though, to give them some credit, is uh, I think four of those six have been against you know the the big clubs you know like chelsea um liverpool uh, you know the teams is kind liverpool of a big
0: liverpool
1: big club <laughs> Well, they were <laughs> who's a bigger club right now liverpool or arsenal well, i don't think it i don't think it fluctuates that quickly <laughs> like, i'm just gonna... i i would say liverpool have always been bigger than arsenal yeah not even close the the only time it's been close probably is the early noughties because Liverpool were oh, very stop. much the usage of na-
2: the usage of naughties. I think we've discussed it before, but <laughs> just makes my skin crawl.
1: What would you call them then? The zeros,
2: the two thousands, early two thousands. I think is what early, I would say. Early two thousands. The naughties. It's just. It's one of those things. Like, can you imagine back in, like, uh, the beginning of the twentieth century?
1: You if, call it. You didn't know what to call it, did
2: you? <laughs> no, I did. I was just, I was just, I was just thinking. At the beginning of the twentieth century, could you imagine someone in the trenches of the Somme sitting there thinking, and then saying to one of his comrades, oh, do you just? I just wish we could go back to the noughties. <laughs> it
1: I, I is, didn't get why that would is, be a...
2: It is the nickname of the kind of nickname for a decade of total privilege. That you could just call someone call something the naughties.
1: I, I thought Sam understand. just
0: called personally called it the naughties because that that was you know his his time. That was his, his bad decade. Bo- it, it was yeah. his bad boy era.
1: Bad boy time.
0: <laughs> That's when Bad
1: Boys One came out. You know, life was good. <laughs> but yeah, Liverpool um, lost again tonight for the fifth time at home in a row, and. All of a sudden, they're looking downwards at the teams. <laughs> I'm not going to go optimistic, Arsenal here, but they're looking at teams behind them now. Like that's that's a true fact. They've got themselves into such a position now where I believe eleventh is four points behind them if they win their game in hand against them, and that's that's crazy. Um, yeah, it's crazy.
0: Five straight in a row at home is insane.
1: And when you think that they were 68 unbeaten before that at home.
0: How much better of a payout you think that is, taking Liverpool to lose five straight at home versus taking City to win
1: 21 straight? Oh, you would have had more money on On City. Yeah, chances are City would have been favorite for every game still. Yeah. But whereas Liverpool would have been um, favorite to win every one of their games. Probably even still now. I imagine they were still favorite against Chelsea tonight, or at least marginal very favorites. Close.
2: They wouldn't. Yeah. They weren't favorites. The only one in that mix that they weren't favorites for was was City.
1: Man City, yeah, yeah.
2: But they were slight favorites um, today, but they weren't odds on. So, but they would have been odds on for the other three.
1: So that title defense is uh, <laughs> looking good. I mean, not got long to bounce back now, but got to bounce back at some point. What's weird about it, though, is Klopp came out and he said that there won't be a summer rebuild. I I just find that a little... It's a strange thing to say, right? I don't know whether he's saying it as like a vote of confidence for his team by saying, look, I still have full trust that this is the team that can do what it did the season before and the season before that, or there's no money like i'm I'm a bit confused at why you would need to come out and say that when most people can clearly see there's some sort of burnout or lack of depth going on there
2: i mean i guess rebuild implies more than just reinvesting in the team and strengthening the squad a rebuild would would mean that you're actually getting rid of some of the key players now and bringing in some new ones so it's difficult to know what he means there the, Interestingly, Jurgen Klopp is now five to one in some places to be the next manager to leave his post. Steve Bruce is the heavy, heavy favorite (laughs) uh, at five to four, but then you have Mourinho and Klopp on five to one. I mean, that's to leave the post, that's to leave the post this season.
1: Steve Bruce has done his absolute best in turning a safe lock of the season of leaving Fulham, West Brom, and Sheffield United to get relegated into potentially Newcastle now being that team. Because what, they're only three points ahead of Fulham? And at five games ago, they were like 10.
0: On the other side of that match, is it start? is this starting to look bad for Lampard that Chelsea are now what, not beaten in their nine games since they've switched managers? That not, can't be a great look.
1: They're not as fun to watch. I think they were quite fun under Lampard, but Tuchel's immediately made them hard to beat. Um, so, yeah, I think it is looking... It's looking like the right decision to sack him at the moment, anyway.
2: It's too easy to... It's too too early to to make a joke ju- because he's... Tuchel's in the honeymoon period. You'd expect the new manager bump. Uh, any sort of no matter what so there will be if if he secures top four if they're on a good run if he gets them through against I thought to go Madrid and potentially through another round of the Champions League at that point you'd have to say it looks really like it was the right decision I mean it's just the fact that he's bringing some of their more experienced players back into the mix hey uh,
1: Frank Arsenal have got Burnley at the weekend. Arsenal win that. Four points behind Liverpool. I'm not saying anything.
0: Just saying. For what? In, for ninth place?
1: Liverpool are what? Fifth? Sixth, three, three, three points
2: behind. Liverpool them. are seventh, aren't oh,
1: they? Three. Three off Liverpool.
2: Liverpool are seventh at the moment. Spurs could win the game in hand and go above them. Hmm. And Aston Villa could win their two games in hand and go above them. Yeah, it's so they, they could be they could be ninth, depending on how everything plays out.
1: It's, it's insane to think of Liverpool's kind of fall.
2: <laughs> I expected well, I did. you to say
1: more there. <laughs> I can. It's more. No, awesome you just optimism. you just
2: sounded kind of morose.
1: Oh, no, I just, I have a ton of Arsenal optimism and I, I wish to share it, but I will be lambasted for saying it. But Arsenal, after Burnley, have three really interesting games. They've got Tottenham, Liverpool and West Ham. And they're the three teams directly above them at the moment. So they already got past one of the major tests, which was Leicester away. Uh, if they can, you know, uh, beat the easier side of this, and then maybe go into that looking at a win and a draw at least. European contention.
2: I don't think so, but sure. (laughs) And I'm glad that your optimism means that you think that Arsenal might be able to finish seventh, and what a thrilling season that will have
1: been. Hey, if, man, you lose this weekend an arsenal win i think they only go 11 behind manu
2: yeah that's a ton there, there'd only be 10 matches left that's... man you
1: keep man you keep drawing games
2: it's... but that's a ton of points like
1: but that also it's... means arsenal has to keep winning games <laughs> oh, absolutely that that's a given like that clearly will happen
2: but 11 points is a lot
1: yeah it is but is it doable? Yes, absolutely. No, 11
2: opinion. points. 11 points is not doable. How many points would Manchester United have to pick up between now and the end of the season for us to be able to realistically close the
1: gap? I don't seem to be scoring any at the moment, so that's going to be not, helpful. Not the win. question.
2: How many points?
1: What for Arsenal to catch up, man? Man, you
2: final remaining um remaining eleven games for United, twelve games for Arsenal. How many? And the current gap is, uh, fourteen.
1: Probably okay. So let's say the win and Man you lose this weekend, that goes down to eleven, and Arsenal have a game in hand. So yeah, that I mean... one could. So let's just say Arsenal win the game in hand, it goes to eight so we're talking about eight points difference with a couple of variants but we're talking eight points difference so i would say okay 50
2: so you think that arsenal will pick up 23 points from 24 realistically
1: cuz <laughs> okay the actually they're difference... like that no i doubt it so um, I'd, I'd say manu probably 10 11 points
2: Okay. So your your prediction is over the remaining over the final 10 matches Arsenal will pick up around 21 points. I didn't say that was my prediction.
1: Just said they're not far off.
2: But this is I'm I making I'm asking you how many points like how bad would United performance have to be yeah, so I that Arsenal will bad. close the They'll gap. They probably have
1: to if they drew every game for the remainder of the season I think Arsenal could close that gap.
2: So then that means you think they're going to get Twenty points of the
1: remainder of. The, it Doesn't mean I think I just said if that oh happens, my God, Arsenal would football. need that. Why is that <laughs> feasible? It's just like I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying, man, you would have to have a pretty bad run of games for Arsenal to catch up, and even then, Arsenal would need a good run to do it. I'm just saying that the gap is closer than it was. It's yeah.
0: Sam, do I oh, would try a different way. Sam, do you think the gap can shorten even further?
1: Yeah, but not to a point where Arsenal can overtake (laughs) Manu.
2: This is—you missed the trick. This—the spin doctor is in—is in full effect today. But you missed your trick. You should have been a professional athlete or a manager and just given the like meaningless answers in post-match interviews because that's what you would excel at. Do you think like it would be me interviewing you and going like, oh, Samuel Jones, do you think you can close the gap with United? Well, you know what? I mean, it's it's not mathematically impossible. And as long as there's a chance, you know, we'll we'll keep going and we'll see what happens. But obviously it would take them to go on a good run on a bad run and us to go on a good run, but who knows? Thank you. You've really, really answered yeah. that question.
1: It's a good PR exercise. On that point, I don't really understand why they interview anyone anymore, because that's all you get from people, just the generic responses. Like I don't, I don't get it. You never get any insight. <laughs> like,
2: <laughs> Rarely. it's because people get fined. Yeah, if they say
1: anything out of turn.
2: It was like in the rugby uh, at, at the weekend, right? With trying to get Owen Farrell or or Jones, Eddie Jones, to say anything meaningful, and people just aren't going to get fined understandably like why would you why would you want to get yourself fined for a blurb in a newspaper
1: yeah
0: there was a good hockey one actually last week to bring up hockey uh one of the report the Edmonton Oilers got smoked by the Maple Leafs like three games in a row and the reporter asked the like one of the best players he's like you know is is it frustrating that you know your top players like you and 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 Connor McDavid you know you guys just aren't aren't clicking and not scoring right now. Is that, is that frustrating? And the guy responded he was like, no, no, we love it. We, we love to come out and play like crap and, and not and not do well and lose games <laughs> and, then, and then just stopped. It was actually really good. He said it so deadpan and like, like with like a straight, you know, like didn't inflict his, inflict his voice or anything. It was great. It's like, no, no, we love it. We, you know, we love to play like crap and uh, not perform well. It's great. <laughs> sure he got fined for that one you happy you got your hockey in. Yeah, pretty happy. Maple Leafs look amazing. This could be the Leafs' year. This could be the Leafs' year.
2: Wow, they are about to fall off a cliff. If we can just timestamp this, the Maple Leafs are currently eighteen and four. So if we can just watch them drop off there, descend in, into madness. <laughs> they're winning the North Division. Yeah, they they're probably the,
0: favorite for the. Stanley Cup now.
2: They have the best record in hockey. so
0: Oh, they look amazing.
2: They are the favorites to win the Stanley Cup. Slight favorites. Tampa Bay Lightning and the Golden Knights just behind the odds. So, yeah, let's watch this fall apart, and this will be great. (laughs) From receipt
0: right here on the big What falls apart faster, the Leafs or the Phoenix Suns? Keep
1: in mind, I'm going to Phoenix tomorrow. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like the hockey will fall away because you've made a genuine thing there. Like You've made a prediction on their sporting uh, luck, whereas you're just going to Phoenix. So if it's now got to the point where you just going to places causes local things to collapse, like that's <laughs> a very special level of curse.
0: Yeah, and plus, I mean, the Leafs are notorious for having decent teams and blowing it in the first and second round of the playoffs. So not this year, they're going all the way. All right. Well, I guess I'll talk to you boys later.
2: Yeah. See you. What a, what a, what a low energy ending <laughs> from you there, Frank.
0: <laughs> all right, boys. Well, I guess I'll talk to you later.
2: That's better. See ya. Yeah, here we go. <laughs>